0: All right. Good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here, brokerage Director with Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania. And I'm here on a a somewhat gloomy and humid uh, Wednesday morning joined by Steve Parisi. We're still coming down and and sweating from our uh, early morning workouts, just kind of hanging around. Steve, how's everything going today? Good.
1: It is hot and humid, and it's mid-October, yeah. which is not yeah, yeah. characteristic
0: of Pennsylvania. Not at all. That's all right. Um, so we were just talking offline a little bit about growth and, you know, this kind of chase for, uh, for business growth and business development. Um, you know, and I think growth can mean a couple of different things. Uh, number one, just to clarify, at this stage with IBC and with everything that, that you guys have developed over there, you know, when you talk about growth, are you talking about new agents? You're talking about increased premium dollars, uh, probably both. But mm-hmm. how do you, where do you focus? How do you, fo- you know, how do you even develop a plan? I mean, I've, you know, I've been with Mass you know, we we were just talking about this. I've been with Mass for for almost 10 years and I feel like I've had a very successful time here um, by all accounts. Uh, Growth is something I've always struggled with. You know, I'm constantly bringing on new relationships. Uh, I can't say that I've really grown my commissions or my income the way that I've wanted to um you would think if you kind of focus on maintaining existing relationships and nurturing existing relationships and also bringing in new relationships that's going to translate into growth for some reason it hasn't so how do you come up with a plan how do you separate that plan from your day-to-day minutia and business operations um, yeah. you know what are your thoughts Yeah, definitely.
1: So the first thing that I always try and not lose focus on um, because I always want to grow the company of course and have a a dominant footprint in the life insurance space when it comes to cash value life insurance which we've talked about before. We want IBC Global to be the dominant force when it comes to whole life insurance particularly with people interested in high cash value. Like that's that's what we really want to make sure our niche is and it is like that that's what we focus on with everyone. So the big thing is when we're trying to figure out hey how do we grow the company what I never want to lose vision of because this will cripple everything is the laser focus on the consumer and making life convenient for them. Making things transparent like so in our mission statement we've got transparency so there's no buyer's remorse oh I didn't know that after the fact we don't want that because that causes frustration but really making things convenient for them. Make life as easy as possible. If you do that, you'll continue to grow. Amazon is case in point, right?
0: So <laughs> don't lose sight of your core values. Correct. Don't lose sight of that mission statement. Yeah. You know, whatever 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 you laid out at the beginning is like, this is most important. Mm-hmm. Got to keep that in mind. All Correct,
1: which is easy to lose sight of when you're trying to figure out, hey, you know, we just found a, you know, a great avenue to grow over here because we found out that a lot of you know individuals in their 40s or in this particular area or engineers like to work with us let's focus on them hey here's what I said in the meeting or multiple meetings we've had a lot of success in working with this type of individual start so chasing we, that correct so it's good to, to go where the people that are interested are but at the same time don't lose the main mission, right? The main mission statement, focus on the consumer, the consumer, the consumer, the consumer, not the competition, none of the mudslinging, the consumer, you got to stay focused. Now, when it comes to actual growth, a couple of things happen is you and I, <laughs> well, you more so would be more focused on sales to say, okay, what's going to drive growth sales and when I say why I say you more so is your background has been, hey, how do we continue to drive sales? Correct me if I'm wrong, just as a brokerage director. Trying to drive drive
0: revenue. Yep. Yeah.
1: And that's that's mine as well as a business owner. Um, and it's something I've had to to learn how to do only because my background is not in that. It's a, a nerd sitting in the back office designing life insurance illustrations for maximum cash well, volume. Yeah. Steve, I
0: have an accounting degree. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're both (laughs) nerds. I appreciate that. Thank you. So uh, with that said, a focus on sales and revenue like that is needed at the end of the day. That's the only thing that's going to grow the company. The revenue has to come in. So what I'll look at from a business owner to go back and answer your question, how do you drive that growth? Okay, if you said more sales, like what does that mean? How do we get more sales? How do we talk to more people? What's the number one reason why people fail out of this business? Not enough people to talk to. Like that's That's the issue. So if you call it a prospecting issue or just I need to talk to more people how can you actually get in contact with more people? There's marketing which we do a ton of. There's referrals. You can network with other professionals. There's a lot of ways to do it. But if you want to hit mass scale you think you're going to be able to do that by network marketing and getting referrals from people? doesn't feel like it. You feel like Amazon does that? <laughs> right, no. No, now referrals are great. I mean that is a high quality contact it doesn't cost anything from a marketing standpoint and if you do a good job that'll continue to grow your company faster than you anticipate sometimes but marketing that's very very important So what I have a focus on in growing the company really is marketing and assisting our agents Um, when they're working with people I like to reach out as much as I can to the people that they're working with interested policyholders and really talk to them kind of get a feel as to why they reached out to our company if they have questions on the product the mechanics of it if they want to see any examples I do like connecting with people but my focus is really on marketing how do I get the message out to more people?
0: And what is that? How is that looked? Or, um, you know, you've had marketing plans in the past. Yeah. Where is that going in the future? How do you decide when to move in a different direction? Yeah. So and are you and and when you say marketing, are you looking for advisors or clients? Gotcha. So
1: specifically clients, how do we. How do we get more clients interested? So for example, if I know that we've had a lot of success with real estate investors that put in on average $100,000 per year into a cash value life insurance policy, what I want to know is, okay, how are we actually, one, getting their attention? How are they finding us? Is it through YouTube? Is it through Google search? Is it through social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it might be? So we're constantly testing those different platforms. You can quantify all that? You can. So I'm not an expert there, but I've hired people who are that can, be, that can send me the reports to know, okay, here's where we need to dedicate our attention. And when I say dedicate our attention, and this goes back to marketing as well, I'll look at it and say, okay, a lot of our stuff is lengthy where we just dig into the detail. We're not hitting an audience that just wants quick facts tell me this in 10 seconds, tell me this in 15 seconds or 30 seconds, whatever it might be. No, they want you to tell them over 10 weeks. (laughs) correct. Not really, but... I know what you mean. Yeah. But there's an audience for the, you know, there's an audience in respect to people that you're only going to get their attention if you can create marketing content that's 30 seconds long. Or sixty seconds long, which personally is a struggle of mine. So we'll put that together, or we'll work on that, and then A/B test that as we put it out there to see how do we I get love the, that. Yeah, how do you get the eyeballs? I've asked on? for.
0: I, I've always thought that, like uh, specifically with mass Mutual, just because that's who you know primarily. I mean, that really is who I represent. I'm independent. I sell. You know, I, I work with other companies, but I've always thought the most effective stuff was like the little. Thirty-second, forty-five-second video. Um, there's a company that a lot of Mans Mutual agents work with, Wealth Building Cornerstones, yeah. that does these. Uh, the voice—it's a cartoon, and the voice in the background sounds like Morgan Freeman. It's not Morgan Freeman, but it sounds exactly like him. And it's these black and white stick figures, or it looks like whiteboard drawings, very yeah. quickly coming together. And tell them <clears throat> they're awesome. And it's mm-hmm. like quick. It's very like highly conceptual. Um, I feel like uh, anything I see that's like over a minute and a half or over two minutes, you, you're going to lose everybody. Yeah. Um, but you're what you're talking about. Who does all that? So if you're, you know, use you, your your business as as an example, you come up with a marketing plan that is um, probably diverse and robust at the same, you know, like you've got a couple of different areas where you have outreach, whether it's YouTube or some form of social media or some form of existing client contact. Um, you know, you've got all these spots where you're reaching out and trying to find new clients who quantifies all that for you. Like, is that one person? Is that an outside consultant? Is that someone internally that you train to be your, you know, chief marketing officer? How do you navigate through that being admittedly, as you say, not an expert in those areas?
1: Yeah. So we've got to we have to leverage each other's strengths. So what I'll try and do is focus on what the consumer wants. What questions are we getting from prospects and clients of our own? What do we see competitors asking us, I mean, I'm sorry, what do we see potential clients asking us <clears throat> and competitors? So what are the, the commonly asked questions out there that people want answers to, right? When it, like, for example, the past couple of days, this whole week, we've been doing a series on how to maximize the internal rate of return of a whole life insurance policy and it got a lot more interest than i thought it would which is which is fantastic but the reason why is because that question is always asked or a lot of people say hey what if i do this with a policy or what if i do that if i adjust the funding here and a lot of times they get told an answer but they want to see it and they feel like they're burdening the the agent or the advisor because they're asking all these questions so from a content standpoint that's the kind of stuff I really try to dig into what are they asking and how can I provide that to make it as transparent as possible where they don't have to ask questions it's there in a video already and then they say okay I saw that do that for me personally and that's the process when they come to us. So from a content, content creation standpoint I'll study that a lot to see what's going on I'll constantly ask our agents what kind of questions what problems are popping up I'll reach out to clients to know what's going on so I can really keep my pulse, my finger on the pulse of just the, the feel, the industry, everything and that's the quality content that I want but then as far as how to actually market that like how do you create the right thumbnails how do you put the right keywords into it all of that backend stuff that's not my strength and, and I've tried to figure it out I'm like man you got to put a lot of time into this. You can't pretend. Yeah. You you can't. So we've got um, a media team in-house that does our editing. Um, and they also have a calendar where they'll project out, hey, here's the next two months of the content we're going to drop. This way we've got some structure to it. But then we've got- And that's a
0: true, are they, a, you know, were they a converted office staff that- you know kind of educated themselves and became good at this or it was true like this is their career gotcha yeah so we used to do that
1: they started out as staff and figured it out but no the people we have now i mean they they've got a media background like with video editing and other things like they know what to do like that's their strength so i want someone that knows what they're doing there um transitioning into marketing so we've got two individuals one that helps us or one individual I've known him forever he's you know kind of a combination of website development marketing IT he knows just all the tech background he'll work very closely with media if we've got a webinar or something like that they'll work on preparing the webinar having everything set up properly so one when people register for it we've got the contact information so we can follow up with these people who viewed it? Did they request more information afterwards? Like you've got to have all that tracked properly. It's got to be synced up with your CRM so you can properly follow up. Otherwise you get all of these interested people and you've got no follow up system there. So it just slips, slips through the cracks and it's useless. Yeah. So we've got someone there. And then recently we did hire a large um, agency that consults with us and helps uh, helps us with a lot of our marketing to continue to push things forward uh, just because we've got a, a high amount of resources from a time and monetary standpoint dedicated toward marketing and that we want someone that, you know, can, can really drive it forward.
0: How so, I mean, is that like a consultative kind of, yeah. yeah, taking a look at everything globally and then helping you come up with... A better strategic plan and implementing that plan, or looking at one piece of what you're doing and trying to do it better. How does that? How does that work? Yeah,
1: yeah no. So they, their strength, the agency is really with marketing. So call it with Google pay per click, YouTube advertising, um, targeting videos, targeting the right audience, taking our existing audience and finding a look alike audience. So. To give you some context on that, so
0: they but they will oh, yeah. analyze what you're doing, kind of identify who is watching this. Yeah, this is what the audience looks like. Yeah, and then and then keep moving from there. Yeah, and what you can do, I
1: mean, technology is amazing to me today. Is we can take, for example, if we've got a hundred people that pay in between a hundred thousand and two hundred fifty thousand per year. I can take those people, provide it to the marketing agency without any sensitive information and say, okay, here's the basic information on this, here's, you know, the geographics where they live, let's target them. And then you can actually just based on what these people do with their social media, where they visit and such, you can target people very similar to them from a personality, from an income level standpoint. Wow. so now, yeah, I mean, the guys that pay in 200,000 per year, if as a business owner, you say, okay, let's target more of them. Or the guys that pay in a million per year, let's target more of them to actually get in front of them. So they see the contact be- uh, content because it attracted you. So I know it's likely going to attract the other guy that's very similar <laughs> just from the lookalike audience. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that they'll do. They know how to target that specifically. Um, so the nice thing is like when you work with a, an agency like that they need a lot of the information up front. It's tough to do if you're brand new you can but if you have data like if you come to me and say hey I've got this book of business ideally I'd like every client to be like these guys over here right this group that I've got. So say okay let's take that what, what's their characteristics right you can look at their persona but they can also look at where do they live maybe their email address and say, okay, based on their social media habits and what they do, you can actually target people very similar to them from a personality standpoint. And then this way, those other people see your content and it'll help you drive the business growth. Hmm.
0: That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It is.
1: And I probably did not give it, you know, justice there because it's
0: not my strength by any means, but I don't know. I totally <laughs> understand what you're saying. Yeah. that I, I had, I hadn't heard that that way before. And, but, that type of marketing uh, i'm I'm the furthest thing from any kind of marketing expert or guru but but that type of marketing i've always just kind of heard and thought about you know making sure your company name shows shows up at the top of the list in a google search you know it's way more yeah It, it
1: is it's very intensive and it also takes time like you're not going to see instant results. You'll see it trickle up gradually. How do they
0: quantify the results at all? Mm-hmm.
1: When you say quant, like how do you tell if it's if it's working?
0: <laughs> I mean, you're six months in. What does their, that yeah. agency in particular, what does their feedback to you look like? Say like, hey, here's where we think we stand.
1: Yeah, so what I look at in that particular case, so we'll meet with them weekly or bi-weekly. And specifically what we look at is, what, one, what is our intake, the volume of leads? What was it two weeks ago? Or what we just did is what was it the first week, the first 10 days of September? And then what is it now, the first 10 days of October when we compare it? And we find that lead flow is the same plus 34. We've cleaned up our target audience. So we've cleared out a lot of the, the stuff that wasn't effective and we're just focusing on the filet mignon now, if you want to call it that. So we've gotten the same lead flow plus 34 over that 10-day period which is great so that means we're getting more volume but then also because we're just laser focused on who we want it's just not an extra 34 leads it's another 34 people that are very qualified. So how how I measure it is one through that okay the lead flow is increasing we're getting more leads from other platforms Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram all that stuff which is great but then also what I like to look at is okay from our business or pipeline standpoint business is closing and our numbers continue to continue to go up which should always happen from a business standpoint but then also what's happening with our back end pipeline meaning when we close cases and someone opens a policy are we having new applications that quickly replace that? Are we staying at you know 300 pending cases in the pipeline? Or is it a dip below 300? And what's happened over the past month, month and a half since we've really dedicated an effort here time and, and a lot of money there is we're closing more like more people are moving forward and our pipeline's increasing like it's getting higher and higher. So how how I'll look at it, lead flow volume increases, but really the indicator to know if the quality is increased are you getting more people that are saying, okay, I get this, saw the content, met with the agent, let me actually start. Here's the questionnaire. They fill out an
0: application and things move forward. All right. Very cool. Next time I want to talk to you a little bit about um, um, agent and employee growth, not just agent growth, but you know, how, how to, you know, maybe more effectively build out a team that's going to help you grow. Uh, I think that's a real pain point for a lot of people who uh, might be very good sales and relationship focused professionals, but might not be the best managers might not be the best um, at building a team around them. I mean, that's just, that's a struggle for, uh, especially in our business. So, maybe we can get into a little bit of that next time. Yeah, definitely. I can start talking about that now, but we'll do it next time. <laughs> all right, sounds good. All right, Steve, thanks for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody wants to check out Steve, IBC Global, Steve Parisi, president and CEO, these guys are the best in the business. I've been working with them for a long time. Uh, all kinds of great things going on at Mass Mutual. Um, I've got a lot to talk to people about. So if you are an independent financial advisor who wants to work with one of the best and brightest mutual companies out there with an independent broker contract, feel free to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Hope you have a great week. Steve, thanks for everything. And I'll talk to you soon. Likewise. Thanks so much, Mike. Enjoy. See you. Bye.